if there's anything I'm terrified of, it would be getting haunted by a dead relative at night when I least expected it. That's one. And then the second thing I'm also scared of is, I don't know, making contact with an automatic weapon? Well, my guest today on Open Loops has done both of those things. He is Dean McMurray, the military medium. Get ready to crap your pants in fear or stand up and fight for your country and talk to the afterlife. Those are your two choices. Be all that you can be, here and the hereafter. It's Open Loops time. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, welcome to Open Loops Conversations That Bend, a theme park for your intellect and imagination. That's right, she's intellect, he's imagination, they meet, they get a funnel cake, they smooch on the tunnel of love, they ride the Ferris wheel, and then they get another funnel cake, because that's the kind of show you're at. I'm Greg Bornstein, your curator of experience, chief looper, uh, and really, yes, this is an episode that explores the very things that I love. We're talking hardcore, on-the-ground American institutions, the Army, exploring what that does and the psychology of that, but then we're also exploring the afterlife, and Dean McMurray brought both of those worlds together. There's a little touch of UFOs, and I'm very excited to share this interview with you. He was fantastic. If you like open loops, hey, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, leave a review. I'd love your feedback. Feel free to also email greg at open-loops.com with suggestions and people that you'd like to have me have on the show topics that you'd like me to have cover in the meanwhile enjoy dean mcmurray he was a fantastic guest and i really enjoyed our conversation ladies and gentlemen we have dean mcmurray the military medium here on open loops dean thank you so much for coming on hey greg thanks so much for having me on it's really a pleasure uh, being on your show 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's where I want to start off. Um, I find it always interesting the way people brand themselves as yeah. like psychics. Uh, you know, like there's the Long Island medium right. um, and the military medium. I mean, I'm sort of curious, like, <laughs> did you did you could you have just been like Dean McMurray me- medium or did you have to like would, would, what was the process? Like, We're what? going with this brand. <laughs> right. Well, it starts conjuring images, right? And it's like, how did you come up with that? Or what does that mean? And um, great question. Um, You know, originally, when I first started doing this full time, um, my wife said to me, um, you should go with the military medium, meaning, um, you know, 24 years of your adult life has been spent in the military and you connect to military people deeper and that's a big part of your life. Why don't you, you know, have that in your tagline, so to speak? And and so if you ever talk to a veteran, um, sometimes that stuff um, sounds corny at some you know, <laughs> different parts right. of it. And at the time I said, and quite, and I'll just be blatant. I said, no, that sounds stupid. I don't want to do that. And that's what I really <laughs> said. And yeah. she, of course, my wife, I love her with all my heart. She just probably rolled her eyes and goes, whatever, <laughs> you know, like you're not listening. And, but, uh, uh, you know, and then I kind of went with the, you know, just psychic medium Dean McMurray for many, many years. And that's who I was. It was interesting though, Greg, because um, it came to a point where it's like, you know, I need to rebrand myself. Like, I know I'm a psychic medium, but what makes me unique? Like we all give messages and we all do it uniquely. But, and I was like, well, my background, like, you know, because I had been in the military so long and I connect with the, the families and the, you know, the soldiers themselves and all that great stuff. So, (laughs) you know, there was probably a a little, uh, you know, like, I told you so, but went back to my wife's advice of owning the aspect or the, the the label, I'll call it, of the military medium. And you know what's so crazy is when I did that, um, it opened up a whole new set of doors, um, meaning more males in the demographic of meaning clients and just people in general coming up and going, Hey, that's really cool. I love the military aspect of that because they could relate, right? And not just males, but females. And but um, it it seemed to open a whole new paradigm. And I was like, I was blown yeah. away because I thought, well, they could, you know, they could pick up through conversation that, you know, that I'm, you know, prior service military. And but that wasn't the case. I had to have it in the label, evidently, and. Uh, and of course, my wife lovingly said, I told you so. <laughs> you know? And uh, so, <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of how it came to be and really embraced. And it's, and it's really taken on a life of its own. It's, it's morphed into different things beyond that. But yeah, that's in a sense, I wasn't doing, um, you know, I wasn't doing Project Stargate. I wasn't, because <laughs> I know a lot, of, oh yeah, my God, he was working as a medium. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people are thinking, oh my God, he was working as a medium for 
in the basement of the Pentagon? What was he doing? No, 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 no. I, you know, maybe not as. Is there any truth to that, Dean? Like, have you? I mean, being in the military, I'm sure, not... sure. Well, I'll, I'll you know, say this. I'll, I'll I'll say this as far as my knowledge when it comes to what I did in the military. Um, I was just a very basic, you know, what I would call a very basic soldier. Um, didn't do anything extraordinary. Um, and you know, so as far as the knowledge that came from the military, was it there? No, but what I will say is this, do I believe now, um, you know, do I believe that they have some stuff going on? Oh, you bet. You know, yeah, we could get in a whole discussion about that, but do I, yeah, I do believe that there to. are. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're on open loops. That's what happens on this show. Right? <laughs> but yes, keep going. Yeah, right. There's there's a rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoops. But um, yeah, you know, and so the thing is, is that, um, you know, as far as talking about special projects, I know that um, I chatted with a guy one time that uh, his claim was um, that he... Um, work for the military um as a how do you want to call it kind of in that aspect but i don't think was project stargate um and there was some other folks that came snooping around as well as far as um folks from hollywood as well that had been they were looking for a concept along that lines and they were doing a lot of i'll just say like sleuthing or uh mm-hmm. vetting out projects and, you know, they were like, oh, you're the military medium, like, you know, and so they were curious what all that meant. And, um, and I was like, you know, I said not to put myself down in any way, but I said, I'm not the only guy that's been in the military. That's a medium. There's a lot of people out there. However, I'm the only guy that owns the label per se on the web. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I mean, you know what? This is so, um, you would think if, you know, I mean, look, I, and I'm sure you've been tossed everything, like, like everything from, you know, what are the winning lottery numbers? That's sure. like, I feel like everybody that mm-hmm. deals with mm-hmm. is says they're, you know, you always get that stuff. But I also do wonder, like, if they were spending all this time doing research, right. why aren't there appointed generals that are solely like seers of future events to protect the nation? Right. Like, like, is that something? I mean, have you heard whispers of something like that? Like, <laughs> well, I haven't heard whispers of it um, because I, you know, if if there's or, well, I should say those organizations are kept levels below even being in the, you know, even in the in the know. Right. Like people knowing that right. stuff. Um, but, you know, so super top secret, whatever level that is classified at. But the thing that I'll share is that, you know, I really do believe at a personal level that there and I know this for a fact because of serving that there's a lot of things that go on that other people have no clue what happens. I know that there's stuff that I did personally. And like I said, I was just, I felt that I was just a basic soldier that there's a lot of 
civilians that had no clue that it went on. I know that there's a lot of things that went on in the military that um, I didn't know all the details because guess what? Didn't have the need to know, right? The neat, you know, classified, mm. uh, you know, label. You don't have a need to know. Therefore, it doesn't matter and move out, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But, so, but the thing going back to that is um, I do believe um, that there are organizations out there um, that are either um, part of the government organization or maybe like a, a bigger, if you want to call it a world order or whatever they are, um, mm. you know, existing out there. And I can tell you uh, the reason that I believe that to be a fact is because I have sense after um, stepping into my mediumship abilities, um, I did some remote viewing and uh, kind of other sleuthing for some uh, businesses that felt that the government was meddling in their their business. So almost kind of like um, almost like reverse um, corporate surveillance, we'll call it. And Interesting. yeah, and where the government was really interested um, in what they were doing and what they were developing. And it wasn't any top secret um, uh, like weapon or anything, but it was more along the lines of holistic healing and what implications that has. But the other thing is, is like, is it a threat to certain pieces because they have their fingers in everything, right? And, yes. Um, yes. you know, so trying to control um, and we're not just talking about a military aspect. We're talking about levels way, you know, way beyond the military. This is, you know, so kind of interesting stuff. And um, yeah, and it was really it was mind blowing because the session that I did, I was like, God, how do I, you know, it was early on and, and when I was doing some remote viewing and. I was like, geez, how do you, because I wasn't connected to any remote viewing group or controller or whatever terms you yeah. want to use. And I actually got that. It was validated later by some students and then somebody else talking about a army fort that I had never heard of. And they actually, it's still in existence. They're still using it. And it's actually where the army um, test uh, nuclear biological chemicals or MBC uh, agents. And it was in a remote training area and it was a, looked like an old barn. And uh, that was the, uh, that was the premise. It was like, Oh my God, I was there. And um, you know, of course levels below that, but I was like, it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. So um, just yeah, kind of one. Is, you know yeah. what? I am so curious because uh, you know, at least, <laughs> um, Dean, I'll, I'll full disclosure with you. Like, I, I come from a magic background. Okay. I'm a magician. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I have a lot of, like, I watched, uh, I read a lot of James Randi books growing up. Sure. And a lot of debunkers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, you get an idea of, like, everybody doing a remote viewing workshop is yeah. like promising false hopes and da 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 da, da. so yeah. first of all like 
so I can have a better understanding. Right. Like when you are doing remote viewing, right? What exactly like are you in a room? Like what is what exactly does remote viewing actually look right. like? Could you paint the picture a little bit? So uh so it involves a chicken and no, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you, Grace. <laughs> no, that. no, I'm, I'm messing with you. But to, to be really honest, um, you know, I, I'm just in my home. I keep it really simple. Um, and I, I, but the, the main thing is for me is to get quiet. Um, whether that's, whether I might have some light music on, I might have headphones on. Um, and does it help to, you know, of course, images start popping up of people of, of, uh, being in these, um, fluid filled chambers and, and whether they're, you know, in a salt tank or something. Um, right. I've had some cool experiences in salt tanks or like at a spa or something, but I don't have anything like that in my home. And so really it's just getting comfortable to allow myself to energetically project to the target area. And sometimes I don't know, I don't even know. So for example, um, for that corporate um, surveillance, we'll just call it the case that um, the client wanted me to check out. And it was really hard for me. I got to share this because I didn't study remote viewing. I didn't go to a class. I I tried to read, um, I think it is the military's book or the guy that teaches it. Um, and it's at least 12 inches thick and it's so technical. And I, I was really quite bored with it, to be really honest, nothing against that guy. But it wasn't for me. And I was like, well, I was kind of frustrated because I thought, wow, that would be a, a really cool ability to be able to harness. And it really happened by accident. But what I found is that it's not about it's, you know, the construct is in the mind. And so regardless of what you're doing, a lot of us feel that, you know, in order to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you think you're going to play a tape and in order to project your energies, you must be lying prone. No, right. it's, you know, that is because somebody told you that it's, where are you comfortable? Where are you able? And maybe for some, they're able to get, more details because of the visceral sensations are removed. They can't feel te temperature differentiations. Um, yeah. You know, they remove all the senses. So everything that, you know, they experience is that much more vivid. Um, I get that aspect. But, you know, for me, it was just, um, you know, kind of uh, taking the, the, you know, the cliche of the old school route. And just finding somewhere quiet. And, and uh, I, I've had experience sitting in, you know, uh, years ago, sitting in my lazy boy, for God's sakes. Um, you know, but where are you comfortable? Number one. Um, and, you know, and it's when I did uh, the session for this client, uh, the one that we're kind of referring to, um, I did it right here in my office. And it was... Um, you know, and I just kind of had a pen and paper with me and it was, and I wasn't really sure how it was going to work. Cause I thought, God, if I'm kind of in the moment and projecting, can I, I don't want to say, cause I wasn't unconscious. Can I, you know, remain in that 
zone in a sense and then still write things down and that was a concern yeah. that i had and but i was still able to do it because it was just notes i would just like shorthand right and whether there were color sensations a room um an experience watching somebody do something if it was a like um like uh, maybe an emotion or whatever if uh, somebody is trying to maybe uh, manipulate uh, maybe a serum or whatever the case is, um, then I just write that down in a sense in, in really short snippets. And then so when I went back to it, I go, and then I can write the details of exactly what I saw um, and then report that. Um, and kind of, I guess, the military kind of trains you for that because, you know, they always do the the old school, I think the old school spot report and talking about the number of maybe enemy soldiers. And, you know, it's like all the details yeah. in a small, concise report. And basically that's what it is. Um, but, and, and I was just doing it in a different way. Um, and, and I kind of thought that you talk about those, you know, the, de the debunkers. And I was like, you know, I was thinking, Greg, I was like, how do I, you know, I don't have any way of validating this. And, and I was like, but you know, I was like, this isn't about me. This is for the client. And I need to let that aspect of consciousness go and trust that the information that I'm receiving is true and accurate. And I was, and, and I made it known, Hey, you know, um, I haven't really done this much. And they were like, yeah, let's just see what you come up with. And the information that I came up with, completely validated um, some other actual factual information that they had received. And they were like, you're exactly the information that you got or is exactly right on. We just need a validation. Um, thank you so much. And I, that was it. It was like, okay, I'll like, you wow. know, it's like, I don't need to know much more, but you know, like how much more do you need other than energetically standing in the room that they're doing experiments in? So, um, well, I think that's what's so interesting about you, Dean, is that, you know, as I'm listening yeah. to you and the, and the sense that I get from you is that, like, you definitely, uh, there are some psychics out there that are a lot more, and I love them too, um, not necessarily for the right reasons, but there are a lot of psychics out there that I feel like are very much like into the showbiz yeah. aspect yeah. of it. A little more ego driven, a little right. more about, you know, come to this reading. Da, 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 da. Right. And what I'm sensing with you is that I'm like, on one level, could this guy, even though you're, <laughs> you know, you're a healer and you're an ordained yeah. minister, like, why isn't Dean just like a military veteran that was a really great therapist? Right. Like, why did it have to go in this direction? What is it that makes someone that's like right. very human, very intuitive, um, and also probably just has good wisdom go to a place where they're like, no, no, no. I'm undeniably, I have right. something in addition to that beyond like deep empathetic right, feelings. Right. It's an interesting question well, I, I wrestle right. with as I talk well, to well, people. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, and, and I got to share, I, I was kind of laughing because a client told me, they were like, Dean, do you know who uh, Mike Rowe is? You know, the old dirty jobs guy. And he has a few other shows. And I was like, oh yeah, I know Mike Rowe. And 
you know, kind of people would resonate with him as a guy's guy or whatever. And uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of the micro of mediums. And I was like, oh, I kind of I kind of dig in that. And I can't and because it's not really fancy. Um, and <laughs> I don't want to say it's ghetto either. Right. But at the same time, I understand as a business person that, you know, when you're when you're doing readings, um, you know, number one, it's not about me. It's It never was. But the thing, too, is that it's all about the client, right? And it's uh, it's about delivering the message that they need to hear at the time. Not the one that they want, but the one that they need. Um, you know, it's funny, you bring up that um, where, you know, why, why wasn't Dean McMurray just this veteran that becomes a counselor? Really funny. Yeah. Um, before I retired, I was in, you know, uh, all about, you know, back in the, the journey in the beginning uh, years, I guess, was really the ending years of my military career because I was in when everything developed, I was in the last really three years of my military career. And the plan was because I was retiring with 24 years in the military and it was very natural for me to go, well, gosh, you know, 24 years in the military, you know, my kids are really young, you know, um, why not go, continue in like some type of government work and kind of buy back all those military years. Right. And so I was going to go work for the VA, whatever capacity that was, whether it's, I I guess I didn't really at that time have planned to be a counselor, but I suppose the opportunity (laughs) could have been there. And I was going to work for the veterans administration. Um, But then of course that didn't even come to pass because I ended up, following my calling, I call it to do be in service as a medium, which if you would have asked me a long time ago before this, you know, like, oh my God, no, why would I ever do that? And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, certainly not doing it to, to, to get rich. It's certainly not to, it was something that was so undeniably huge um, was, I I couldn't ignore it. And it was, um, I knew that if I didn't do it, I would be completely miserable and I'd be off my, I call it now my life's path, right? Kind of like the bigger meaning in life. And I could be slogging away somewhere, but I knew that there would be a, a, a bigger part of me that wasn't being addressed. And was there any part of you in childhood or growing up that even like ventured mm-hmm. into these uh, spiritual paths <laughs> at all? Uh, well, you know, it's it's <laughs> funny, Greg, because when I came out as a medium, when I came out of the quote unquote uh, metaphysical closet, as it were, my mom, yes. my mom yes. was sitting there. I was really nervous. My my dad was still alive at the time. And uh, <laughs> It was funny because he wasn't really sure how to take it, but yet dad, dad was still supportive. God love him. And my mom goes, well, that makes so much sense. And I was like, what do you mean that makes so much huh. sense? It was like, what, what, you know, like, and she said, you were, I was so sensitive as a boy. And I was like, what? And you know, it's like, like all these years that you forget in your childhood. And she was like, oh yeah, there were, you know, that, you had an imaginary friend and, you know, there was just, you had this knowledge about you and, and all this. And, 
And uh, I was a very average student in school. I wasn't somebody that had this. I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, put myself as an inner wisdom, but you know, we all understand it's not yeah. about always about book smarts. It's, you know, about a bigger, deeper understanding. And uh, I was like, that is crazy. And to answer your question, no, I don't remember um, being super intuitive as a kid. But evidently, according to my mom, I was. Um, and I had a very normal childhood, no crazy traumas. You know, mom and dad were still married and you know so all that crazy stuff so um you know nothing nothing nuts in a sense you know because everybody's looking yeah everybody typically not everybody but a lot of people look for a key indicator saying "Ooh, what was the event that triggered your mediumship and saying hell if i know if you can figure it out let me know because it wasn't until uh, I got back well, from my last deployment and then it all, you know, yeah. everything proverbially uh, went to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. I was going to say, is this about your grant? Your, uh, yeah. So when she came to visit me um, after deployment, right. And, you know, and like most people saying, well, it's your grandma. Like, how bad is it when grandma lives or, you know, visits and like, and then I always come back and go, yeah, it's usually not bad, but grandma died back in the eighties. <laughs> you know what it's like? Uh, uh, right? uh, and it's like, yeah. but it was just at that point, you know, I was more, I would have been more comfortable if somebody was, um, you know, trying to bust in the house, um, you know, an insurgent trying to run me down something that may be physical or I could wrap my brain, brain around. And but that just wasn't the case. And it was like, who do you call um, when you got paranormal stuff going on? Who do you call? And, you know, because at that point, I, I you know, I would consider myself a very atypical male at that point. You know, I was in the military. So everything was for me was kind of sense like. Either it's it's a black or white issue, right? In a sense, saying either it's mm -hmm. wrong or it's right, or it's tangible or it's not, and I can figure it out with regulations. If it's you know, if they don't issue it to you, you leave it alone. And um, but when it's happening to you, and when you're and it's not going away, yeah. when you're trying to ignore it, what do you do? And I was like, oh crap, like. What seal to hell did I break? Who did I make mad? And really, quite honestly, we reached out. Uh, my wife had been um, going to a local psychic. And uh, I was like, you need to get. A, and I was joking with her. And I said, I was calling this lady the voodoo chick. And I said, she doesn't do voodoo, mm. by the way. But um I said, you need to get that voodoo chick over here. And, and I don't know what's going on, but we need to figure it out. And really, she just said, well, your grandpa's here and he's giving you support after your deployment. And and I wasn't really happy with her answer because I just wanted her to basically make it all go away. And I didn't understand how it worked. And so I thought, oh, my God, this lady is smoking her own sage. Like, just how much are we paying? Yeah. Her, right. And. And really, it wasn't about making things go away. It was more about me stepping into my abilities and, you know, trying to figure out who it was in, and who Dean McMurray really was. Because up until this point, I was self-identifying as 
it, you know, a soldier. If you would have asked me who I was going back 10 years ago, I would have told you I'm a, you know, a soldier, a husband and a dad and, and a son, you know, so, and, but I understand that those are labels now, but, and, you know, you're much more than that. And, but I was identifying so much. So really it was a, a almost kind of like an identity crisis in a, in a sense, but I was in my early forties and I, I was going to say like, how did the kids, you know, it was really crazy. Uh, my son, um, was a newborn. Um, he was our deployment baby and, um, and our daughter was about five at the time. And she was, our daughter's still super intuitive. And, uh, what I would share is that the crazy thing is, is that um, when I would try to ignore spirits and everything else going on, my daughter would come in, not wake my wife, who which would be very normal. You know, kids typically go to mom. Yeah. But um, they would come to me. And if you've never, for maybe those listening, if you've never had anything creepy, have your, your five-year-old daughter come in at two o'clock in the morning going, Daddy, there's a man in my room. I mean, oh my God, right? So the dad, the dad yeah. sirens go off like a million miles an hour and you're oh, flying into gosh. the bedroom. And it's like, and of course there's nobody physically there. And then I'm like, oh, like I'm still trying to get it, right? And I'm like, and then you're kind of creeped out. Like, like what, what guy? <laughs> you know, it's like, you're trying to figure it out. Yes. And, but yet at the same time, it's like, uh, you, you know, all these conjuring up these, um, these images of, of, of old shows, like they're here, you know? And yeah. And so it was more about, I realized very quickly that if I didn't deal with it, my kids would be bugged. And so I was like, you know, as a dad, um, and as somebody that just wanted some peace, really, um, I was like, fine, you know, it's like, you know, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I come talk to me then. And so I really set some boundaries with spirit and, and I was trying to figure out what it all meant. And what, you know, I was like, do you push a button? And all of a sudden the, the messages come and, you know, like, what do I do? And like, you know, do I now, do I run out and get a, a t-shirt that says, hi, I'm a medium. I was joking the whole time. And, 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 and I was like, yeah, what does this mean right. for Dean McMurray? Does this mean that I'm going to, and I stupidly uh, joked around with it saying, Ooh, what does this mean? I'm going to be giving readings now in my basement or, and it, somebody was going, yeah, 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 you will like, <laughs> and in Ubers and in boats and, and, you know, anywhere and wow. everywhere you'll be given reading Steen. Have you done a great reading? In yeah. England? So it was crazy. Um, I had to sign with. <laughs> That's what uh, I, yeah. How do you get something substantial? Like, are you leaving people? <laughs> crying well, it was, That's what um, I'm it was crazy. I had just signed with an agent and it was, um, and I was pretty pumped and he was, uh, this is Minneapolis. And cause he was like, and it was right. A week, a uh, Super Bowl week. And crazy enough, the, the, the agent that I had at the time, um, he had some athletes on his roster 
as well. And he was like, you need to get down to Minneapolis, which is a three hour drive for me. And uh, you need to come down here and I need to do some networking for you. And uh, so you can meet some folks. And I was like, sweet. And um, so, of course, I'm down there. And of course, you know, taking an Uber from the hotel to this event, it was basically a all-inclusive, hate-is-wrong party, um, gay, lesbian, everybody. It was a really cool event. It was really awesome. And um, yeah, it was just mm. off the hook. And so the cool thing is, is that, so I'm going down there and we're ma I'm making chit-chat with the, um, the Uber driver. And uh, of course, he always talks, I forget what country he was from. Um, and of course... Uh, we were talking about the military stuff going on in there. And, and then he, yeah, of course he asked what I do. And, uh, and I was like, well, you sure you want to know, like, do you really want? And so I said, I said, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I said, I'm really a psychic medium. And he goes, really? And I was like, yeah, really? And he was like, would you give me a reading? And I was like, are you really, are you sure? Like we're driving. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I connected to this gentleman's uh, uh, grandfather and grandmother. And, you know, I started and he goes, you know, he's looking in the rearview mirror with tears in his eyes and he goes, oh, my God. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's her. And, da, da, da. and he goes, I was raised by my grand, you know, going in the story about um, whatever country there. I guess it's bugging me that I can't remember the country, but. Basically, you know, he had a hard time growing up because of the the strife and the mm. war and everything. And um, his grandparents really raised him because his parents um, died. And and uh, it was a really moving. I was like, I was almost in tears by the time we were done. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, oh, it was man. crazy, crazy. But it was like. You know, you always trust and and I and I hope that that driver felt a bit lighter, like, hey, that was cool. I got to connect with grandpa or grandma or, you know, whomever. And so I always trust that, you know, the people that I come in contact with, um, you know, the messages that I deliver, again, are the ones that they need to hear. Um, and that's the cool thing, um, regardless of you know, when it gets to the monetary aspect or reading that is regardless. Um, it's the biggest thing is, is, is the healing that takes place. And that's the cool thing. I was going to ask about, you know, uh, there, there, you opened as per usual with my guest, you, you opened a lot of different curiosities inside <laughs> of me. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, Let's take it back for a second about your yeah. grandmother, because I've in a couple of interviews I and mm -hmm. in your biography, like I I've heard you mention that she came to visit you and even yeah. she touched you. Um, but the thing that isn't clear is like, what exactly was that scene? Was she a ghost? Was it the full person? Like, how long was the right. exchange? Was she hanging around like a movie style haunting? Right. Like, take us to the moment where she actually. Sure. So, so the whole scene, I'll paint it for you is, you know, talking about um, it really started with me washing bottles at midnight for my son. 
and everybody's in bed. My son, my daughter, my wife, they're all in bed this about midnight. And I knew somebody was there with me. Um, didn't know how, but all of a sudden, a knowing washed over me. And I kept on get really getting a creeped out feeling in the beginning, like somebody was watching me. And But I was like, I, I kept on turning around. Of course, I didn't see anything, but I kept on feeling somebody was with me and I was like what the heck and I was like whatever I'm just tired and so when I went to bed I knew that my grandmother was with me all of a sudden it was just a you know of course I understand it as claircognizance now but then I didn't know what it how I knew it was grandma but every sense in my body was telling me hey it's it's grandma she's here she's not here to hurt, hurt you and Quite literally, I'm almost yeah. having a conversation with myself before I went to bed. Like, it's grandma, dude. Like, you know, she's not here to hurt you. And and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to go crazy. And <laughs> so I went to bed and I'm laying in bed. And I think it's really normal if anybody knows that a deceased loved one is there, whether they believe or not. I think they're I would like to believe at least that there is a small piece of them that wants to reconnect. And so you start talking to them in your head. And that's what I started doing one way. And I'm laying there with the covers over me um, on my side and in bed. And, and I had my eyes closed. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, Grandma, I love you. You know, um, what you've been up to, all that. And then it was like my ego just popped up, you know, and was like, you know what, Dean, this is all BS. You're tired. Um, you know what, if she was really here, she would prove it. Right. Let's just prove this. And as soon as those words left my head, the, the room turned absolutely ice cold. And it wasn't gradual. It was immediate, um, like walking out in January outside in the, in the Midwest. And I was like, holy crap, like what just happened? And I could really feel that. And then, of course, logic was trying to work its way back into the conversation and saying, you know what, the wife could have the window open, the off-peak power, right? All these different aspects of trying to paint this picture so I'd understand. And then, um, so basically, I was like, kind of, my ego was trying to tell me, you know what, if she was really here, she would just touch us. If she would just touch us, then, you know, it would put everything, all this speculation, you know, to rest. And it, and at mm. this point, I did not see grandma. I did not, uh, she did not uh, manifest for me. Um, there was no mist. Um, again, I still had my eyes closed, um, but I was still very much awake. I was still very aware of all my, I guess, my sensations or my senses, right? Um, and yeah. so as soon as I said that, it was even yet gentle pressure from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet that pushed me directly into the bed. And it, you know, and I could hear, remember I was saying earlier in the conversation, I was laying on my side, I could hear the springs compress. And I was like, whole, it was like somebody was laying on me. And I was like, holy crap, like what is going on? It like freaked me out. And of course, it brought out almost like the four-year-old little kid in me. And I was like, all right, Grandma, I love you. You got to leave. And 
Yeah, it was too much for me yeah. to comprehend. And as soon as I said that, boom, everything disappeared, meaning the weight, the temperature and difference, everything that I was experiencing disappeared like it was never there. But I sat up completely out of breath, covered in sweat, trying to figure out what the hell just happened. And like, of course, my mind trying to conceptualize that, like saying, Oh my God, am I, am I having some type of flashback? Am I, you know, start of some psychosis? And I'm like, yeah, right. And you know, I hadn't been drinking. I hadn't, you know, nothing. And I was like, Oh my God. And of course I'm waking up my wife going, uh, there's somebody here. And she's like, you know, thinking somebody's breaking in. I said, no, I said, there's a spirit here. And she said, how do you know that? And I said, right. I don't know. And I said, you need to call voodoo chick right now. Meaning that psychic. And she's like, Dean, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, Oh God. So I got up and I think I watched TV for the rest of the night into the early morning. And, you know, um, and so it was interesting. That was really my, what I call my awakening. Because I knew, regardless of what anybody told me, anything I watched or read or anything, for me, that point in time was so visceral. I know what I experienced. And nobody can explain it away for me because it was something that I personally experienced. And so I was like, okay, why me? Why now? And... You know, the whole, I was sharing, you know, like trying to um, figure out, hey, what does this mean? And of course, I went back to that voodoo chick again and that psychic. And she said, well, you're a medium. And I said, the hell I am. And she said, yeah, you'll figure it out. And I was like, I don't want to be a medium. Like, I'm not looking to be a medium and not, you know, didn't go look. And it's like, she said, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, well, you know, and I was like, and she said, well, you'll figure it out. It'll, it'll come out in the wash, so to speak. And then I tried to ignore it. And, you know, I shared how that really worked out for me. It didn't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I tried. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, if I am a medium, what does that mean? Like you look at the meaning and of course, James Van Prague, Teresa Caputo wasn't, um, she wasn't, uh, you know, on TV yet, but you know, uh, John Edwards and James Van Prague. Yeah. You know, the old course, guys have yes. been around for a long time and, and, uh, all those, and I'm reading old books and, you know, all this and consuming and, and I was like, okay, that's fine for them. But what does it mean for Dean McMurray? Like it could be something totally different. Like I didn't even know, like, I get what it means, but like, it's like waking up and you have an extra thumb. What are you going to do with it? Like, and so, yeah, I went really back to that psychic and I was really frustrated. And she said, before you meet with me, I want you to read a book. And she recommended John Edwards book, uh, the infinite quest. And it was really, I, I love this book because it really explained in a very down and dirty way of setting boundaries with spirits. But it really asked a great question. Like, why do you want to be medium over and over and over? And I was really confused. Like I, I don't, <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, I don't. And it's like, but it's not yeah. going away. And, um, 
And so I told her, I said, I'm more confused now than I was before I began. And she said, well, let's take time and figure it out. And so I met with her and, and, you know, did some meditation and it was really, the bottom line was, is I came to a self-realization that it was to help people because that's why really I joined the military anyways, to be some part of something bigger than myself and to really help people. And, you know, and really this was a new vehicle and it was interesting um, really after I started embracing or even timidly sometimes um, walking down that path of self-realization and development, um, it was it was like doors started opening. It was like, and then I started getting excited about it because I felt a resonance yeah. within my soul, I'll call it. And it was like, oh my God, like this. You know, like you can feel it sometimes when you're aligned with something. It's just like it fires you up, right? It's like, it's like, where was, you know, it's like you're coming home again. And um, I was like, wow, because I could never see myself doing anything other than leaving the VA working or sorry, leaving the military and working for the VA. That was my plan. That was and um and it was, and that wasn't to be. And I was like, you know, like I couldn't even fathom that. And I was like, okay. And as I allowed the process just to really happen, you know, you meet people, you have experiences and, and you allow that to take you wherever it's going to take you. And it um, has some pretty cool uh, destinations. So. <laughs> this is it i mean i feel like you're you're like putting pieces together that maybe i don't know um i i i am sort of you know like i right. i always wonder when i have people on the show um like what are the things that you wish you could explore more in an interview setting like are there topics i mean i know that before this one of the things that hooked me i uh this is how i really found eugene full story is i reached out to the world and i said i want an expert on ghosts or ufos and you're like yeah well i can do both um i mean like well first of all for for my listeners and and really again uh just for my greater understanding like how do you get from being a media (laughs) You know, funny because when I started this whole thing, you know, you start doing, I started doing the expo circuit, um, in my region and area. And of course you have the mix because I'll call it the holistic community at these, if you've ever been to an expo like that, um, you have your psychic readers and rock shop folks and crystals and all that folks. But then you have the extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. niche. And so whether they're talking about UFOs or aliens or whatever, and every time I went, there was about three or four of them, you know, folks that were in that niche area. And I could just, Evan, they're nice enough, Every, you know, they were nice enough, but I could just not, I couldn't push that envelope to believe that. And I was like, and then it was funny. I had a realization, mm. I think, and it was like almost like the universe tap. It was like, Dean. Dean, do, do you remember you talked to dead people? And it was like, Dean, do you remember back when you couldn't believe that people talked to dead people? 
And I was like, so, and I was like, oh, you said right. you open? <laughs> like, oh, all right. And so, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite yes. there. And I was like, and so I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to, you know, give it space and, you know, listen and, you know, if observe. And I was like, I found it fascinating, but I was like, I just can't quite go there. Fast forward some time. Um, I had a, I was, you know, by this time I had been doing a lot of house cleansings or dousings, right. By locating and shifting energy, um, within the home. And then of course, a lot of what people would say is earthbound souls sometimes gets trapped to homes and they have hauntings or whatever is you'd like to call it. I had a gentleman call me and in my area and he said, you're the dude that, uh, does, uh, you know, cleanse or gets rid of uh, ghosts and stuff, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah. well, I got some stuff going on. He goes, I need you to come over to my place. And I was like, so we set a time and date. I come over to do the cleansing. Um, you know, very, and it's interesting. I got to paint you a little picture. So imagine a gentleman in his early 60s, uh, tall, very, uh, very average looking um, prior service ex-Marine Corps, um, just like a guy's guy, right? Dressed, dressed in flannel, kind of like the bounty guy on the paper towel, right? And, um, and he was right. like, you know, I didn't really believe in all this mumbo jumbo paranormal stuff, but he goes, and then he said a couple swear words, whatever. And he goes, but I got some people in, you know, and he goes, when I go to bed, he goes, I know there's a little girl that plays on the bed and she get, and she goes, he goes, I can hear her. And he goes, there's some other stuff going on. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a lot of crazy, you know, I've <laughs> been kind of introduced to some crazy stuff by this time. And I was like, okay, well, let's just see what we get. We'll cleanse your space. And so, and that's what I did. I did my traditional um, space cleansing, I'll call it, or dousing. Um, and there was some heavy stuff that came up, right. meaning some negative, more than I would say, a lot of people would say like almost like a, a evil entity or something, but I call it a negative energy, right? And I was like, ooh, there's some heavy energy here, but I was like, mm, you know, I, I feel that it's going to clear up pretty quick. Um and and mixed in with all the other paranormal activity and uh so we did that and i and i actually uh ended up giving him a reading and the crazy thing about it was is i connected to a friend of his that committed suicide and i said and it was really crazy because it was multi-layered and we'll get into the extraterrestrial aspect here in a second but I said, he's showing me a, um, a forearm, like a uh, tattoo, it almost looks like a horseshoe or a U or something. And he turned, he goes maybe like this. And it, I kid you not, it was a bruise in the shape of a U. And I was like, oh, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Right. And I was like, check that out. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I said, I've never seen that before. And he goes, yeah, that wasn't there before this, not a tattoo. That's a bruise. And I was like, that looks like, you know, a bad uh, prison tattoo underneath the skin. And um, it was just crazy. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead. And I did the reading. But then um, I said, I'm really going to do 
the the a good you know a very good cleansing and a blessing and we'll we'll get this your space straight and then if I need to come back I'll do it for free and so I did that and um, you know and every time I do a cleansing I always ask because I work a lot with archangels and other divine helpers saying hey you know are we good to go is this space is there anything that I might may have forgotten and I. I got, nope, you know, you yeah. got everything. And um, and I was also using dousing rods. If you're not familiar with their, they're like an L-shaped rod with a handle on it. Yeah. And so I was getting. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And Can't you can use it for cleansing stuff. space as well. And it's really just a tool for, you know, messaging or directing. And I just got that, hey, you're good to go. And I was like, all right, so. I said, hey, give it about three, four days. Let me know. And I said, if I need to come back, I will. Like I said, you know, if we need to shift it up. He called me within 24 hours. He said, it's getting worse. It jumps on me now when when I go to work. And he goes, it's like a dark, um, almost, it, the energy almost turned dark in a sense. And I was like, this is weird. Like, so I went back as promised and kind of, um, really did more of a traditional, I'll say more of a traditional Christian, um, like cleansing, almost a level of exorcism type deal, like, you know, and all that. And, but I was really bringing yeah. in like a lot of arcing and normally I've never, ever had any problems. And when I was doing this, I kept on, it was almost um, when I started connecting to this dark mass or energy, I noticed right away it was like different than anything else. And I was like, well, you know, just there's all kinds of different entities out there. And I was like, it's just negative. And I was like, I don't care what it is. It just needs to leave and leave him and, you know, be transmuted. And so... um you know, it's like mm -hmm. kind of the old adage, you get to the light and bring in, you know, all the light and, and everything. And I, I think we even had some holy water and other things and just kind of all kinds of craziness. And, um, and it wasn't going away. It was like, it was almost laughing at us in a sense. And this guy was having problems because um, a little background on him. Um, he had open heart surgery, oh, maybe four years prior to this event, right? And he was kind of worried that it was trying to hurt him, give him, stress him to the point where he had another heart attack. And I said, and we were talking on the phone one evening, I said, if you feel that you're in danger, I said, you need to go to the doctor and get checked. And I said, so, you know, to make sure your heart's okay. And what he did, and uh, there was... You know, and I knew the scans would come back good. And um, I was like, I knew it was all energy. And um, so when he did this, I was like, I was really yeah. scratching my head. And I said, give me a day or two. I said, I know that you're <laughs> kind of in crisis mode. But I said, I, I said, there's something different about this. And I said, I want to make sure that we're tying up all the loose ends. And so I reached out to several um, friends that um, some mentors and teachers uh, that I had met by this time. 
And, um, you know, right away they started, Ooh, this, this is extraterrestrial nature. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Remember I was saying that I wasn't really a big believer in it. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, this is extraterrestrial. This is like some heavy, heavy energy, like, and, uh, you know, more so than what I've typically felt. And you might be dealing with some, um, reptilian energy. That's what it feels like anyways, you know, trying to narrow it down. And there was some that were, I, I did have one friend, the previous teacher that was trying to tell me, uh, oh, bring in, it was more of the, along the Christian, if you think of like St. Germain and some other big spiritual energies. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand that stuff doesn't work. That hasn't been, <laughs> you don't get that. And she's like, no, 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 that'll work. And I was like, no, I've already yeah. tried that. So I reached out to a bunch of people in my network and finally it came down to um, actually one older lady um, that I don't talk to a lot. And she goes, yeah, why don't you give me a call? And I called her and I said, I said, hi. I said, what's up? And I told her exactly what, and she goes, I had in all the years, she goes, I've had one person that had that issue. And she said, for that person, she said, they were dealing with a reptilian entity. And she said that had, in a sense, for lack of better words, inhabited their body. Um, and it was kind of a possession type thing. And I said, so, okay, you know, mm. the crowd wants to know, <laughs> you know, like, what did you do? You know, how'd you get rid of it? And she said, you know, um, yeah. there's a couple things. She told me about a, a person in, I want to say in Florida, that deals with Arcturians. I had not, never heard of Arcturians, the emissaries of light, um, this race of, you know, divine <laughs> entities or beings. Yes. And, and I was like, oh, Lord, here we go further down the rabbit hole. And I was like, but by this time, I was really at a loss. So, and, um, and she said, there's another way, too. And she said, but it's longer, she said, because basically what it is, is it feeds off fear um, and it, and it's re, uh, almost like reoccurring. It gets them in a cycle. And, you know, um, when somebody steps into their own abilities or their own power that, you know, then it has less connection to the soul. And, and so... Uh, so I was like, well, there's got to be something like, and so I actually reached out to this gentleman and he made it very clear to me that he was the only one. Um, and in his words, the only one of our race at this time that is allowed to work for the Arcturians and red flags went up right away. I was like, well, if these Arcturians are huh? real, that sounds like BS to me. I'm sorry. Nothing against the guy, but I was like, why, why aren't I'm special? Why can't I work with them? Like, shouldn't, you know, it's like, can I be part of the union? <laughs> you know, it's like these guys, you know, so, but, you know, so I started doing a lot of research and of course I understand out on the internet, it's, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I learned a lot and I was like, okay, okay. So, um, you know, I was like, they're kind of like the, uh, archangels of the galactic realm. And I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And I was like, 
So I said, we can do one of few things. Um, I said, we can, we can turn you over to this guy in, in Florida and, uh, you can, you can pay for sessions there. Um, you know, and, uh, I don't know, I said his mm-hmm. rates or anything, but, um, so anyways, um, but I said, I would like to try something if you're, you know, open to it. And I said, where I would like to invite or, you know, try to connect to the, the, you know, I explained to him who the Arcturians were, but I said, first, I want to try something. And, and a mentor of mine told me to figure out exactly who you're, um, working with, make sure you look him in the eyes, the, your client. And I said, why? And they were like, oh, he said, you'll know, you'll know. And I actually had been felt really guided to buy a pair of uh, tuning forks. I don't know why. And they had a certain DNA resonance. I forget the, uh, the actual frequency. And so I felt really guided to activate the tuning forks and actually put them on either side of his head. And when I did that, it was like it almost disrupted for a second or two the, we'll just say the facade in a sense. Um, and I actually saw reptilian eyes yeah. and I actually sat back and I, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. You know, I was, I, you know, I was like, wow, like completely blown away and really freaked out. And I was like, there's really something in there. Like I could really see it. And I was like, oh my God, like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like finding the mouse. It's like, okay, we're going to trap this snake and oh my yeah. God, we got the snake. Now what? And. So, but then it was like, okay, now we know what we're dealing with. And, but it was really about getting him, the client to get to a place of resonance that, um, saying, you know, we're going to find a resolution to this and to start working with the Arcturians. Long story short, um, we, we got him the help that he needed and he removed, uh, got the, uh, reptilian removed and entity removed. Um, and, um, you know, and subsequent years, you know, I've dealt with some, like, um, you think of like implant stuff. Um, you talk about alien implants and those things. There's been some of that stuff spring up. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Whitley Schreiber or whatever. He's yeah. the, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some people out there that really think yeah. that they have like a there's lifelong. Some, there's some crazy stuff that, um, um yeah. and, um, you know, it, it, it's crazy to me because, um, yeah, it's just, you know, and so, like I said, it was kind of out of the frying pan and fire. And I was like, holy crap. I went from belief, not believing in that stuff to having this first, you know, in-person experience with this guy um, having this reptilian entity within him. Um, And it was like, you know, trying to help him, you know, remove it. And it was like, holy, you know, so um, it's been really interesting. I, you know, there has been a few, I don't really get into, because I know there's nuances within that realm. And I am not, I'll be the first to admit, I am not the expert when it comes to it. Um, And I may misspeak as far as terms or whatever. But um, 
but I, I know what I've experienced and what I've seen. And uh, it's been, I could say that uh, there's a lot of things that we still don't understand. There's a whole uh, big world out there that is uh, never ending. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, like, what do you imagine <laughs> that you haven't encountered yet that you might? But, like, do you think you're going to get fairies? No, I don't. <laughs> like, Bigfoot, yeah. like, like, what no, are you looking I, Do you have you, any Well, you know what's interesting? Like, I, oh, um, I, I, I see this. anybody that's been to some of my galleries, um, I haven't, like, in person experienced a fairy, but, like, um, I know that I've given people readings and for whatever reason, I said, oh my God, you have a fairy type of uh, energy, meaning like very, like everywhere. And like, you know, like you think of a bumblebee, right? It's very busy and everywhere. Mm. But for some reason, and, and they would come up to me after the gallery and go, yeah, I'm really connected to fairies and their energy and, you know, and the whole aspect. And I have no experience with fairies. I have no experience with um, you know, Sasquatch and, 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 you know, all that crypto zoology and all that. So I have no experience in that, but I think it's fascinating and, you know, maybe down the road to go on. Yeah. Oh, I mean, did no. you ever imagine That's when you were, Hey guys, let's, in the uh, let's grab the rifle. Ever... No. <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> no, we'd, yeah, right. <laughs> no, and, you know, and, and as far as, um, yeah. you know, there's so many legends too. Right. So like, um, uh, like, you know, there's people that believe in the, the legend of like the Loch Ness and leprechauns. And, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist because, you know, saying that, hey, you know, I was a long believer that oh, I don't know if I can believe about the UFO stuff. And then you have your experience because I know that, you know, here I am talking to dead people and it's like, really Dean, you know? And so, and, and it really brings me back to a point of people that are skeptics and whether they're listening to this um, episode or not, um, you know, I really respect um, people that are um, skeptical because I believe um, it's healthy to have a good dose of skepticism because it makes you vet out um, the actual truth from the untruth and because there's a lot out there. Right. And, and it's so prevalent nowadays. And so I was very much a skeptic and sometimes still am. And I think it's good to have a piece. There's a difference now between being skeptical and cynical. You'll never change a cynic's mind and, you know, no sense even having yes. a, uh, argument with them because, and I, but I always come from the standpoint of, I'm not, I'm not here to try to prove anything to anyone. And I'm just having my, you know, living my experience and then helping people that come to me for help. Um, you know, and so it's like, I don't go around and going, you yeah. gotta believe, you know, it's like, how can you not be a believer? I don't do that because, you know, when I was in that space of not believing, I was a not, you know, I, I, you know, I'd be like, well, go smoke your sage or whatever you guys do. You know, that's what I would have said to me because that's this headspace yeah. that I was in. And that, and I've come to understand that's okay. 
that's okay to be in that space. And, you know, it's not about, um, you know, making somebody a believer. Yeah. So. Do you think like, yeah. you know, to, to circle back to being a military medium, uh, you know, one of the things that is intriguing to me about that title and the idea that you've opened yourself up yeah. to having more opportunities to right. speak to people, or at least you've opened up right. the world to people that would speak to you that normally wouldn't. Um, do you think like that informs your understanding of what it actually means to train soldiers and here's what i mean when you're my understanding of it is it's very much like you are getting i mean this is why sure. um you know in my trainings as a hypnotist i have always been told that military mm. people are the best hypnotic subjects the best so easy that you know you, the stereotype right. is that like you couldn't get someone into suggestion who's like you know staunch and resisting but mm -hmm. because military people take orders so well um because they respond you know it's really like a conditioning of the mm -hmm. mind that you're often going through in addition to the body right and of course conditioning the body like really strengthens the mental conditioning too um they become more open to right. just like following orders following instructions going the trance yeah here's my question then with regards to like the spiritual stuff in my understanding it seems that there's definitely like you're trained to fight you got to go out there. You got to be strong. You need strength. There's kind of like a more of a like a, you know, almost like a <laughs> yeah. hard, like boom, masculine, like right. energy. And then it's like you go to a psychic fair <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like you imagine right. a, lot, yeah. a lot of these people would be like, make love, not war, man. Like, do you think, <laughs> A, like, how do you deal yeah. with the fact yeah. that, like, yeah. you're talking to a lot of people that come from that, like, combat conditioning? And then, B, like, do you think training in the military and making soldiers could be a little more spiritual? Could yeah. they use yeah. a little more of Yes, that? yes, and yes. And even um, I, I would share with you this. Um, first off, my background in the military, um, 14 and a half years of that was all ground infantry. So infantry meaning... You know, you're leading groups of, of men, now women, since I've been out, God bless them. Um, they've changed rules um, in combat arms. But basically, you're going out to do ground combat in either urban or whatever environment, right? And then about six of those years, I was actually a paratrooper as well. So, you know, so we used to jump out of aircraft as well. So it was more of a, in the days that I was in, at least, wow. um, it was more of an alpha male bravado. And you're exactly right. Because even it was really bad, like almost any weakness that was shown, um, they would turn on each other and eat them <laughs> their own in a sense. And I know that sounds bad, but, but you know, you don't want to show any weakness. It was wow. almost like you think yeah. of a wolf pack, right? And so, you know, you always have the, the alpha males and, you know, the alpha dog and all that. And so kind of the heart hierarchy in, when I was in was very similar. And so either you had to adapt, you, you pretty much had to adapt to survive. And so the thing that I would share is that when I started, um, I guess, stepping into my spirituality, it was a really culture shock because here I was in this mindset. And of course I was changing too, because 
you know, uh, I don't know uh, if you have kids or not, Greg, but it, it uh, but, <laughs> but the thing is, it's, it's really interesting. No, that it no. seemed like once I started having kids, it changed my outlook on things a little bit, right? It was more, you know, from getting married to, you know, it, it changes slowly. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, for more. So the thing that I would share though for is, sure. yeah, you're right. It's more love and light and let's merge your chakras and, you know, it's like all that. So, you know, there, yeah. there is a big chasm in a sense, but um, I think people can still be a warrior in a sense and not be violent. Um, but I'm going to say a but. There's a caveat there. Is violence needs to be reserved to times of yeah. last resort. So almost you think of, I love the aspect of Buddhists and uh, the Taoists, right? And so they train um, as you know warriors. Um, you think of Buddhist monks, right? Very peaceful uh, existence but they still trained to defend. And, you know, it was all about love and forgiveness. But yet at the same time, it's like the take no crap, but at the same time, you love everyone. <laughs> and so the thing that I would share is that there's still that aspect mm. of still being, hey, if that comes to it, which we hope that it doesn't, um, that's way off in the back now where it gets pushed in the back storage rooms as far as, if it needs to come to some type of uh, conflict. However, the thing that I would share is that, do I believe um, that soldiers um, on all levels would be uh, even more effective if they learn to develop their intuition? You bet, you, you bet, you bet. If you could have, you just think about it, if you could have, uh, so a, a, a typical infantry battalion is between five, 600 uh, individuals, right? Soldiers. And so depending on the, uh, the unit. Yeah. And if you could enhance at all variance levels, because everybody's at different levels, if you could enhance their ability, their extra sensory abilities, to be able to say you're doing urban combat. So if you close your eyes and pretend that you're uh, a soldier in urban combat and you're part of a, say a four to eight man group going in to clear this building of maybe en enemy insurgents. If you could go in and, and feel and sense before you went into a room and saying, do I feel or can I sense anything? And understand there's a lot of stuff going on. But at the same time, if that could give you an edge, wouldn't you want it? If you could sense that there's an IED or somebody is going to do harm, yeah. wouldn't you want that? So it's almost like, in a sense, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, oh, my God, it sounds like you're, uh, you're, you're talking about a Marvel sh uh, comic or something. In a sense, you know... I, you know, Hollywood tends or, you know, the, the media tends to put it in that, you know, light. But in a sense, yes, because it's an ability that not everybody enhances all the time. We all have it, but not everybody is using it or is aware of it. 
and uh, it was interesting. I I got to do an interview with a yeah. with a gentleman, uh, a former Delta Force uh, Army Ranger, right? Has extensive extensive military background of uh, kicking in doors and uh, just being an American uh, badass, right? And one of the things he's huge. He's huge into metaphysics yeah. now. He's huge into, and he still trains law enforcement and all that. And he is totally into, um, you know, hey, tap into that inner wisdom, that intuition, and and allow and harness that ability. And so he's one person. I guess I'm just trying to think of people that are, um, you know, you think of the military-esque um, description and saying, you know, somebody could use that and be like a super soldier in a sense and saying, yeah, they could. And they've, the people, again, when we go back to projects like, um, you know, Operation Stargate and, and all these special operations uh, projects and all that, um, you know, they were tapping into a lot of extra special stuff. But what happens if you had five to 600 people just a mere battalion of folks, or maybe even a platoon, which is, you know, we're talking maybe 20, 30 folks and that are super intuitive or whatever it is. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, or even with healers, even like energy healers, you know, Absolutely. to help uh, ease the pain of somebody that's wounded. Like, so, you know, say you're a medic in the military and, you know, they taught energy healing as well. If there could be something out there accentuates what you're doing. Now take that and take away the military, but you still have that ability. Wouldn't it be cool? Because they're already doing it in hospitals today. They're already, yeah. um, there's hospitals across the country that are bringing in um, people that do Reiki. There's people that do hands-on healing. Um you know, so people are getting more progressive. Things are becoming more, how do I want to say, accepted on the mainstream. Um, but I really believe that regardless of what you do, whether you're a soldier, you're a, um, you're a policeman, fireman, uh, ditch digger, you know what? You put the label, but allow it to yeah. morph to your, you know, situation, your surroundings and you know accentuate what you do so yeah do i believe that it would i mean without a doubt and it wouldn't cost a lot of money um you know it doesn't cost any money um and that's a crazy thing um but um yeah so yeah i was gonna say the other thing <laughs> right is like combat conditioning like people at psychic expos Right. And giving giving them weapons. Like, let's give the psychics weapons. Maybe that's the... Yeah, I mean, maybe we need a little bit... Maybe the exchange has to happen. Maybe there's a little... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think everybody could use both sides of it. A little bit more planning for, like, the more flighty people, like me. Um, and then, like, for the 
planning the diligent people like maybe calling into higher right. consciousness like bringing bringing those worlds together i mean i definitely think you do it well yeah. and then you've got your show the red white yeah. and Blue show which yeah. is a podcast that focuses on the military and yeah. veterans and whatnot um fire you know firefighters first responders on this show oh no it's are you no like so um, or it, it it's out there? there but the thing is is that I, so really what the red, white, new show is this is um, here's really how it started was it started here in my local area. And I was really on, uh, I was, I was kept, I was a reoccurring guest on a rock show um, and it was really fun because I was doing readings for rock bands and everything. Right. And uh, other celebs and, and the, the station manager and, and the, of course the show host, was like, dude, you ha- you should have your own show, and I was like, you guys are crazy. Like, I don't I don't have a background in radio. I don't even know what I would do. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine doing an hour of just talking about readings. I, you know, I thought people like, you know, like every week, you know. Right. And so I was, I can see maybe once or twice a month, but if it was readings, well, the original idea was is. I, so I yeah. thought about it and, uh, I was, and they made me an offer. It was one of those, they made me an offer. I couldn't refuse. Right. And they were, so I was like, I couldn't turn it down um, yeah, yeah. in a sense of the aspect of a, you know, I was like, God, I can't even, uh, you know, advertising is crazy. And, and I was like, God, this, this is a great way, not only for, to get my name out there, but I was like, but this is a great way to help people. And that's really the idea behind it. And so I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? And so it just came to me. Why don't you talk about what you know? Why don't you talk about the military? But I was like, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be, you got to have a pick a theme. And I was like, well, why don't you have people on that are doing great things for, you know, the military veterans or families and first responders. And there's all kinds of do-gooders out there. And if there's a veteran out there or a military person that listens and is struggling, and hopefully it is something informative where they can get help, right? And uh, so that was the premise. And so it started on, you know, local radio and then... um, yeah. You know, we, we switched over to a podcast and, uh, that's been really fun. And so, yeah, we just, just have fun with it. And, uh, so, and I don't do, see, it's interesting because it's always the real white new show with the military medium. Well, I don't do readings on the air and cause anybody, um, I had a celebrity lined up and, um, they were like, yeah, we can't, uh, we can't do that. Um, we, uh, they didn't want, because they looked up who I was is what it was and they were worried. And I, so I had, you know, trying to send them an email mm-hmm. going, uh, I won't be doing any readings. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't do any psychic stuff. And, uh, yeah, that didn't. So anyways, but I was like, Hey, that's cool. So whatever, but yeah, so I don't do the psychic thing. It's like my way of giving back. And, you know, it's really taken on a life of its own. And I kind of like that it's separate, Um, you know, it's um, uh, separate from the from the aspect. But I have had other mediums. I've had uh, other healers. We talked about 
military trauma and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, around Halloween, um, we brought on, you know, of course we talk about the, um, we've talked about the paranormal and all that great fun stuff, which is always near and dear to my heart, but yeah, we got to do that. But yeah, so it's been really fun and oh, I yeah. enjoy doing that, but yeah. Oh yeah. Am I going to, am I going to like, am I going to, <laughs> he's like, really, really? <laughs> really? Is that what you're removing? Yeah. Well, how does it come to you? Like, how does it no, like, like you when didn't. you're with someone, like you I didn't. didn't necessarily ask you for like a formal reading, but like, do you like sense like someone's future without even them knowing like, like, like when it comes to even with me right now, like, like what, ha at what no, point in our I don't, conversation? So that's, are that's you, the like, difference with I me Greg's past. is I don't pre reread anybody unless they're coming to me initially say if we say if we set up something and maybe in a previous conversation he said oh that would be really cool if on the air that you gave me a reading dean and so that right away gives me a permission to read you yeah and that is so huge with me because part of my ethics um, not only growing up right yeah. Um, uh, but also as a medium, as an energy worker, um, I always ask permission. I, you know, if I'm doing any readings, any clearings, anything like that, even remotely, I have to ask permission. And if I get a no, then I can't do it, regardless if it's frustrating or not. And so if I came up to somebody and maybe mm -hmm. I was getting, there's been few and, you know, not really a lot of times where I've gotten some just by passing, but there's been a few times. And, but if I go up to that individual, yeah. if they go get away from me, freak, you know, they, they haven't done that. Thank God. But um, if they did that or say, no, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> then, you know, it's not like I'm going to, you know, Oh, you don't have a choice yeah. or I just don't come up to somebody and start reading because here, here's my, thought process is your energy is very intimate space. And I do not violate that. Um, because number one, I wouldn't want somebody to violate that for me. And I, where I've had other, uh, readers come up to me and start, Oh my God, you know, like maybe at a fair or whatever. And I've had a little discussion with them saying, um, I appreciate that, but I never gave you permission to read me and that's a violation of my ethics. And, um, and that really kind of sets them back on their feet because oh, wow. saying, if I want a reading, I'll come to you for a reading. You know, it's not going to stop me. I'm not scared to go get a reading. And so, but some people feel that that's okay. And I think because of TV and media is so heavily edited, we don't see the ask part um, we don't see the, how do I want to say, the things that aren't so pretty as far as like the, hey, walk up to somebody and say, you know, for example, one that's really, you know, when they were doing Long Island Medium, everybody talked about where she would walk up to somebody and, and just start reading them, right? And, you know, saying, do you do that? And saying, well, I know, and I know a few yeah. other people know that they have to get, they have to sign a release, right? 
at, to 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 air on national TV. They have to. It's lost. Of course. And so they're but but they don't see that part because that doesn't make good TV. And they just want to see the drama, the you know the the part where they connect with their you know I don't know their infant son or their their deceased mother or their uh, their brother that got you know committed suicide whatever it is and you know and to connect the story but um they don't want to that the part where they have to go and ask and the 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 administrative aspect it's boring and um that's the part that people don't realize there's so there's so much editing um i was involved in a um a little <clears throat> um project um when it came to film and they came and shot some film and and by the time it was like I was told, uh, don't worry about it. We can edit it to make it look like anything that we want. And it really set me back because I was like, really? Like they can make it look. And sure enough, by zooming in or out or different cues with the uh, music and everything else, they they can set a different tone with it, make it look like, you know, something happened that didn't or whatever. And it's just like, wow, like you know, completely blew my mind because I'm, I'm really ignorant when it comes to that, you know, um, yeah. I don't come from that world. And, um, it really educated me like, wow, there's so much more that we don't see. And I was like, hmm. but one of the things I got to share is when we were doing it, I, I made sure to tell the producer, um, because they were re doing, um, the filming readings. And I said, this is not going to be bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, but that was the words that I used. And I said, uh, because I want him to be real. I said, because yeah. I can't fake the funk. And I said, you know, I said, I can't, I can't fake it. Like if I pre know mm. something like it just, it's going to come off fakey. And I don't want to do that. That's not me. I said, I, I don't want to know, like I might know their name. And of course, so, yeah, so I, I said, I want to know next to nothing about this person. I don't want to know their background. I said, because then I question myself, do I know this because I was told or do I know this because, you know, I, I'm receiving this from spirit. And so, and that's a big thing, you know, bringing when I do readings or anybody else out there getting a reading from any other medium or psychic, don't feed people like don't feed the medium don't feed it sounds like a zoo <laughs> you know, it's like but don't you, you know there's so many times where I, i've yeah. had people come in that are so nervous and then they just they're chatty kathy right and it, there was one lady i was like well you might as well leave now and she was like well we haven't even started and i said you just went on to talk about how you know all about your background and da da da, da. and i said you know I said, I appreciate that you're nervous, but I said, we can still do it. But I said, it's going to be really hard because now you just given me all this information. And I said, instead of, Hey, the, you know, maybe you're just your name. Uh, some readers I understand uh, require like their birth date or whatever, but it's very minimal. It shouldn't ask for, you know, um, can you resonate with this? Does this make sense to you? Um, you know, but um so, yeah, but uh, I, uh, for me personally, speaking for me personally, um, 
That's you know, I do not like uh, pre-knowledge. It's just, it's bad, bad juju. It's, um, yeah, so. <laughs> so wait, when you say I'm going to be okay. <laughs> right. like, it's like, yeah, yeah, you you'll be all right. To? You'll be all right. Was that the counselor? <laughs> no. no, no. I feel that uh, really, Greg, is, I mean, if you're earnestly yeah. asking me, really asking me, like, you know, looking six months to a year down the road, of course, we all understand that future of, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. But um, yeah, yeah you know, I I'll feel give you permission. I give you as far permission. as what the energies align, um, I don't know what's, what you got going on in April, but there's a lot of anxiety about around April, May timeframe. Um, it's like, you can't come here quick enough. Right. And it's like, I almost, my heart starts fluttering around that date. And it's like, okay, I get it. The whole COVID anniversaries around there when we all got shut down. But I was like, there's more to it. It's almost like if it's a reuni reunited yeah. um, with somebody, or maybe it's somebody that um, reconnection, I don't know. But um, yeah, so new relationships as well. Um, but yeah, it feels like you're, you're doing pretty good. This, you know, we're talking about the next six months to a year. Um, so does that make sense? Kind of like, a really anticipating yeah. that March, okay. April timeframe. Yeah. I mean, look, I've okay. been, I've been quarantined in Massachusetts, uh, for a while. I, I normally am out of New York and I do wonder right. about, you know, like, I feel like when right. I'm going to be right. going back, which I imagine yeah. is closer to yeah. the winter, that's going to be the beginning right. of building. Right. Well, to be really honest, I think back even a blind psychic there. could tell you that, you know, if everybody's probably wondering like when this COVID stuff is going to be over, like Dean, you know, and to be really honest, in the beginning, I wasn't connecting to any of it because quite honestly, I was getting really, I was feeling really bummed every time I connected to um, the energy, the the global energy, because just everybody's stuff, not only political, but because of COVID. And so I was really staying out of it. I was just doing my thing and kind of keeping my head down yes. and, hey, I got my, my family over here. We're doing, you know, I'm doing work, but um and just kind of keeping quiet. And then finally, my wife had asked me several times. And I was like, quite honestly, I'm not connecting because I just, I feel like it's almost really hard for me to pull out of that energy. It just feels so heavy. And then one day it was just like, you know, an inner voice, one of my guides in a sense said, you know what, you know, we can show you without you getting into it. And, uh, where, um, you know, started connecting to all that. And, and so kind of getting a, a timeline, if you will, and of, of stuff going forward. So, um, but really after the election, um, you know, is we're, we're going to start seeing a, a turn with the whole COVID thing. So um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people, I, well, sure you know, it's, it's interesting because gonna win the I, I did. Um, we did Have a you 20, people, do you ever a 2020 that? prediction. Um, 
somebody asked me on somebody else's show to do it. And um, we talked about the election because we knew that it was an election year. And um, originally when I was reading the energy, I was like, oh, yeah, Trump at that point, President Trump was on his way out. Um, it's interesting because I keep on getting something in the background to almost feel like it's um, to try to ensure a firm footing to try to save, um, save face or save grace. So I don't know. It's I think it's anybody's guess right at this point. Um, you know, by the end of October, I think we'll or yeah. maybe the first. Yeah. Well, yeah, by the end of October. Um, but um, it's just kind of crazy right now because but um, so it, it's going to be interesting for sure. There's going to be a lot of um, endings of cycles, though, after this election. Um, but, um, you know, if some outside forces intervene, um, it could really be, uh, it can, I, I, I think it's just going to be interesting is all. Um, so, <laughs> well, I just think there's I, some hidden agenda. This is what I feel is I feel that there's some hidden agendas. <laughs> and I think a lot of people would concur with me that where I've been feeling for quite some time that, um, you know, where I feel that, um, you know, a lot of these public figures, we'll call them, are really just mere puppets. And so, right. And so there's a bigger agenda at play. And, right. you know, as they go forward, um, you know, it's like, has that agenda changed? Um, you know, what's going on because of the geopolitical climate, um, you know, has their, you know, what's their target now? What, you know, what do they want to do? Um and, and I'm a big firm believer in saying that the whole, uh, I know there's conspiracies out there of the yin yang about COVID, but I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that it was a, you know, a, uh, a something that was man-made specifically to disrupt and, you know, change up the whole thing. But I really believe that it got, um, it got a little bit bigger than what they actually planned. And it morphed in a sense, um, but it's still at the end of the day um, mm. has the same effect that they they wanted to disrupt and 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 you know just you know change things up. So um, yeah, so it's I kind of look at things too. It's um, what's going on from a military aspect. It's like <laughs> if a bad guy wanted to do something, like you know, could that be? You know, but and then I, of course, and then I intuitively and psychically tune into it and then read the energy. It's like, ah, no, that's kind of BS. And it's like. Is QAnon Q, a QAnon. military operation? So tell us fill the me on right now. I want the scoop on this show, Dean. Oh, you mean the Q? So as far as the big <laughs> world Q? order. Oh, my the, gosh. I mean, the one the that controls. Yeah, the Q movement. Yeah, the idea that there's a military the operation underground. going on Are you, from is that Trump's the one? camp. That is and then also like uh, putting um, people 
in jail like yes, Ellen yes, and the uh, all this. The Here's the thing. I don't I, I asked somebody about that too that was in yes. that was um very heavily involved with the White House Security Council and um and law enforcement and he was actually a big whistleblower and uh, I, I asked him the validity of validity of that. Like is that kind of a real deal? Like um, you know, inquiring minds want to know. And uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't know because he hadn't checked it out. But, um, you know, I think it's taken on a life of its own. I think there's uh, what I feel. Um, I don't have, I haven't done any viewing or anything. Um, I think there's an aspect of that that's true. I think there's a lot of it, just like anything, um, that there's a lot of mistruth and, um, where they're really create, uh, where it's kind of taken on a, in a sense, again, a life of its own, but it's, um, through misinformation, which is a great tool in itself and where they're spinning it in a certain way that, you know, it's like getting people up in arms. Yeah. Oh my God, now Oprah's in on it. And, you know, do I know that that's a fact, you know, as far as, um, people, um, you know, scaring children to the point where they, um, you know, produce this, um, stuff. Yeah. And all that. And then they, yeah, you like know, chrome or whatever, there is some messed up stuff Celebrities and, you know, and, and if it comes out true, I, mean, I like guess there's up. an aspect to me that goes, you know, I guess I don't, um, really, there's a part of me that be like, you know, I know that there's some really evil stuff in this world. I really know that. And there's the concept of evil that some people understand what's yeah. evil and then some other stuff that's out there. Um, there's some really deep, like nasty, like nasty stuff that would turn your stomach. And it's like, so does it, does evil exist? Yes. Um, does yeah. that specific stuff i don't know that and i can't um and i haven't really to be really honest i haven't felt any like truth or like denial or or lie behind it so it's like part of me intuitively is like i believe that there is a there is a there's slivers of truth within that so then that makes me concerned so if i'm like you know, if there's some of this that is true, yes. then it's like, oh, my God, even if some of it is true, that's just disturbing in itself. And I was like, it doesn't matter what it is because it's all very sickening. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, you know, so, you know, you know, so I, I guess I can't answer that with 100% certainty because I haven't vetted that one out. I haven't done any viewing. I haven't um, tuned in or anything. But. Um, you know, my guides always tell me this and, you know, spirit world always, um, tells me this is that, you know, always just be aware, um, what's going on. Um, and you know, things are coexisting all the time. Things are happening that we have no awareness of, um, that are happening in the shadows. Um, but you know, the thing is to stay aware of your surroundings and stay, you know, in a sense of your intuitive um, abilities. And I think about that too, as kind of a segue into, you know, you talk about all this evil and, and a lot of people would go screaming in fear. And 
the first thing I would say is, you know, don't go to the fear side. Go, you know, here's a great weapon that can combat that and say, why don't you develop your intuition? So your spidey senses, in a sense, if you feel something is off about an individual, mm. say maybe for those that have, so since we're talking about kids, um, those parents out there, um, maybe maybe it's a, a, a child care uh, provider. Maybe it's uh, a family member. Maybe it's, so don't ignore your, your spidey senses, your intuition, your inner knowing. If something's off, uh, honor it. It doesn't mean, and I always joke and I say, well, it doesn't always mean that they're an ax murderer either. It just means that for whatever reason, you are not aligned yeah. with their energy. And let me just say that again. You are not aligned with their energy. So something's off. And it could be that their dog just died. It could be that their home, home just got foreclosed on. Um, you know, whatever the case is, it, their energy is off. And that's all you need to know. And you need to move out. <laughs> you know, it's like, and a lot of people get wrapped up in the, but but they're friends. And, you know, or yeah. or here's a great one that, that uh, you know, when we're dating, right? But he or she is really cute. Or they have such nice personality. Or they drive us, you know, and so we get caught up in the things or, you know, or what we see on the outside, but we're not honoring the intuitiveness that is around. And I always think I go back to my daughter who is now a teenager. And I was yeah. thinking, dad, I can't always be there. And I can't always protect her. And, but I was like, you know what I can do? I was like, I can teach her how to honor and use her intuition. And it's better than, I mean, I get it. You know, uh, some people would, you know, teach their kids how to do hand to hand or shoot a pistol. But um, what's something that she will never forget at home? She can't lose it. It's part of her, her intuition. It's with her every second of every day. So if you honor, if you learn how to use it and hone it wow. and listen to it, you know, she'll be just fine because then she won't put herself in that situation. I'm trusting that because we all, you know, made silly mistakes and went to that party or, you know, uh, maybe got a ride from a friend while they were drinking or whatever the case is, put themselves in potential harm's way and saying, if it doesn't feel right, then trusting her intuition and be like, you know, um, something doesn't feel right. We're not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. I mean, you know what? This is really, this is amazing. I, 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 you know, you've really given me a lot of time and I, I'm, I'm very grateful, Dean. Um, is there anybody we can trust in America? Is there one leader if, in all right. your, with using all your right. spidey senses, it seems like you can't trust but any side of the political parties. Celebrities might or might not be involved Ooh. in evil things. Is there one public well, figure? You know, you I, I really hate putting labels on anybody because song. that almost sounds like, you know, if I would be like, you know, if I was to pick one individual, then it makes everybody else sound like they're condemned, you know, and it's like and and so the thing is, is really for me to really get a good sense of where somebody is <laughs> in that moment, um, nine times yeah. out of ten, really shake hands or in really in somebody's presence. 
And, you know, really in a snapshot, I, I kind of, you know, just intuitively sometimes um, I might know that just something's off with them and I don't know what it is. And usually that's, you know, my first inkling. Um, but politics is just its own animal, right? And so regardless of what's going on, I think even if you have somebody, there's some tremendous, tremendous politicians yeah. who really are um, doing some great things out there for a lot of people. But I believe, this is my personal belief, Dean's belief, that they are the, because the old adage saying that environment is stronger than willpower. And if they want to still stay a part of that political arena, then they're going to either, um, you know, make concessions. They're going to bend left or right and, you know, and either vote accordingly or, or whatever. Right. And so then you have them making concessions. Right. And so, you know, whether it's being pressured by big business or it doesn't matter who, you know, they're, um, you know, they're being swayed by something and it doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that then they swayed from their original intent. Um, so there's there, you know, I, I still feel that there still are a lot of great politicians out there, but, mm. um, when it comes to that, it's like, I take it with a grain of salt as well. Um, because I know the political arena can get so mired in a lot of things, greed, um, yeah. you know, corruption, there's, there's all the negative stuff, but then there's also, um, they always say the road to, you know, the road to hell was paved with great intentions and people that are doing things for great causes with, they have big hearts and they're like, yes. you know, I'm really doing, I, I really care about these people. I'm really doing it and really, but it causes big problems down the road that they can't even fathom. And, um, so I, you know, so I'm not saying that, um, so I guess to be really honest, wow. the ones that I've only really connected yeah. with are the politicians that are dead. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny to say, but, you know, like, uh, you know, I've connected to uh, Lincoln. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. And then talk to JFK for a little you bit. You just like and, the musical um, Hamilton. Yeah. Is so, this is? Um, and this is going back several <laughs> okay, years. Okay, and, um, you know, it was oh. interesting because, yeah. um, you know, some, you know, it's like, because uh, we were kind of curious, like, oh, I wonder what, you know, some of the world leaders that have now passed, what would they say? What would they say about, like, um, where we are um, today? And what's going on? And, um, you know, it was interesting. It was because um, uh, I hadn't really channeled uh, information like that up until that point. And, um, and I didn't really have the background. And, you know, obviously, other than what you learned in high school, but I was like, I don't really know a lot about these and, you know, these people. And, um, yeah, it was really kind of fascinating. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. My gosh, Dean, you, you've got so many talents. Look, I am, uh, at least when it comes to like, you're doing dowsing, you're doing healing, you're training, you're, you're being a good father, um, <laughs> teaching your daughter intuition. I mean, um, 
I am I am very interested to see, you know, where where you go with all this stuff. Uh, for my listeners, please check out DeanMcMurray.com. Uh, also, the Military Medium on Facebook, as well as the Red, White, and You podcast. <laughs> we didn't quite say trust that. anybody without being in their presence necessarily <laughs> yeah, or remote viewing. Um, that's yeah, not no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, no, I'm twisting your words at this and point. That's right. Right, right. I'm not sure you trust me at this point. Um, <laughs> it's all for entertainment. It's all, it's all content. No, but I really, um, yeah, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Um, yeah, I, I hope that we can right. all like tune into our intuition more in general. I think even if you don't believe it's some higher power, um, any of those, absolutely, any of that inner absolutely. awareness. And thank you, Greg, for having me on. You're a tremendous host. I guarantee you're going to have a fuller uh, life. Just a great show. Absolutely. Ah, well, thank you so much. That was a really weird last 30 seconds of that interview. It's like everything had synced up, right, timing-wise before. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, I made some weird joke. He was hearing it later. Um, Do you think maybe spirits interfered? Do you think at the end that what we were talking about was so heated, was so interesting? I was asking about the election. I was asking about the most trustworthy people in America. And all of a sudden, the audio had to separate apart because it was too much. The astral plane was like so offended by the nature of my questioning that like the audio got very weird and he was complimenting my interview skills but like it was which i appreciate thank you dean um but then all of a sudden like they the public wasn't supposed to hear that like you know what it might be that it could be that but also this internet connection has been really terrible at times here at this cause in a minute Cape Cod recording this. So um, apologies for that weirdness at the end, but I'll take the ghost explanation. Let's go with that. Seems more on brand. Thank you all for listening. Thank you specifically, the person whose ears I'm going through right now for listening. Uh, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you specifically. You are the listener I love and cherish, and I hope to have you all back soon. And not you all back. I mean, like, just just you. Just you. Like, they're fine, but really just you. Come back. I got a special one for you next week.